Simply Stogies is a passion project that is fan-funded. If you enjoy the content Simply Stogies brings to you and would like to see more and different kinds of content, please consider supporting Simply Stogies on Patreon at patreon.com slash simplystogies. Supporting Simply Stogies can get you a ton of perks, including instant access to bonus material, shoutouts on the show and social media, a monthly virtual herf with myself and other supporters, the ability to suggest cigar reviews, or the opportunity to do a cigar review on Simply Stogie's podcast. Thank you for your consideration and your generosity. Now, on to Simply Stogie's. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome. To Simply Stogies, I am your host, James. In the last two months, I have been to more brick-and-mortar cigar stores and lounges than I have in my entire life. It seems like I have been constantly on the road these last couple of months, and I have been afforded the opportunity to visit these cigar lounges. And that's what this episode is all about, the lounge experience. So before I mention some of the places that I have been in the last few months, I want to share with you some of the things that I was struck by. The first is it is extremely important to support your local brick-and-mortar cigar store. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I am on an island. There is no cigar store or cigar lounge anywhere near me. The nearest one is about an hour and a half away in Rock Island, Illinois. So most of my orders come from online retailers. Don't take your local cigar lounge your local cigar brick-and-mortar location, for granted. A few years ago, I had one here around me. I was not a cigar smoker at the time, and it is no longer around, and I wish that it was, because there are days when it's very cold, or now that we're in the dog days of summer, uh, very hot, and it's just uncomfortable to be outside for any length of time. Having a cigar lounge or a cigar store where I could go, sit down, enjoy a, a, a great cigar, and great conversation with like-minded brothers and sisters of the leaf would be absolutely fantastic. So if you have those around you, do yourself a favor and make sure that you support them. While beggars can't be choosers, 
make sure that you do select which B&Ms you support wisely. And trust me, size doesn't always matter. It's more than just how large their selection of cigars is. Do they take care of their cigars? Are they temperature controlled? Are they out of the sunlight? Are they properly humidified? There's going to be a couple of B&Ms that I'm going to mention, but those are going to be the good ones. I'm not going to tell you which ones are the bad ones. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to bash anybody, and I don't want to give that impression. But in my travels in the last two months, I can tell you there have been a couple of B&Ms that I will not go back to. Some for these very reasons. Their humidors were not temperature controlled. They were not out of direct sunlight and they were not properly humidified. In fact, one of these locations was using tap water instead of distilled water in their humidification devices. I was dumbfounded. I was shocked to see this. But as I looked around, as I looked at their selection, as I looked at the inventory of cigars they had, most of these cigars had mold on them. It's not a place that I'll go back to anytime soon. Another aspect to choosing a B&M wisely is, are they knowledgeable? Do they know how to keep cigars out of sunlight? in a temperature-controlled environment and to keep them properly humidified? Do they know the difference between plume and mold? Do they know that plume is mold? Or do they propagate the myth, the fallacy, that plume is somehow good for the cigar? And are they up to date on the latest products? I can tell you this B&M that I was at that was using tap water that had mold everywhere they had an article cut out from a magazine or, or some sort of newsletter that propagated the myth, this fallacy that plume is good for your cigars, that it's not mold, that it's these crystals from the oils on the cigar. And that means that it, they've been kept properly and they're perfect for you to smoke. That is incorrect. I am telling you now, unequivocally, that that is mold. You can go back and listen to a previous episode where I talk about this at length. There have been studies done. I invite you to look at the Friends of Abanos website. They have done uh, some research into this. And plume is mold every time, seven days a week, twice on Sunday. Another thing to consider when looking at B&Ms to support, how do they interact with the community at large, not just how many events do they hold, not just who are they bringing in from the industry, but how do they interact with their community? Is the staff friendly? Do they, they're not just knowledgeable, but they enjoy what they're doing. Do they have a passion for it? Or are they just holding down the counter? And that kind of goes to my next concern is, is the store clean? Let's just be honest with one another. Smoking is dirty. It gets everything dirty. The floor, the walls, 
the furniture, everything. So how well is the B&M maintained? I'll hazard a guess that if you're seeing mold on cigars, you're probably seeing uh, a thick layer of smoke on the walls and on the counter and on the floor and on the furniture. This just shows to me a lack of passion, a lack of enthusiasm for this hobby. Now, with the exception of two, every B&M and lounge that I visited on this two-month trip around parts of the Midwest were excellent. They were absolutely on point with everything that I just talked about. They were passionate. They took care of their cigars. They were extremely knowledgeable. They were very friendly and were very involved in the community. And their stores were immaculate. Out of all of these that I visited, there were some standouts as well. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't visit your local B&M and find out for yourself. You absolutely should. But these are the ones that if you're in the Midwest area, specifically in these areas that I'm about to mention, please go out of your way, go visit these places and support them. I'm not getting any money from any of these places. They have no idea I'm going to mention them on this podcast. I want to make sure that that's very clear. I am telling you what my experience was as part of my journey, and I'm inviting you to check these places out for yourself. And I hope that when you do, that you see exactly what I saw. The first I mentioned in episode seven, and that's the Clayton. This is in Chicago proper. It is an extremely nice lounge uh, and B&M. They have a nice selection, a nice large walk-in humidor. The staff is extremely friendly. Go check out the Clayton if you're in Chicago. The next is Habano Cigar Lounge in Homer Glen, Illinois. This place has a great selection, which, by the way, you would never know by looking on the outside. It just looks small, but it's not. Looks can be deceiving. Go inside, check these places out. You might find a gem like Habano Cigar Lounge in Homer Glen. The staff was extremely knowledgeable and very friendly. When the owner found out that I was networking and trying to find cigar lounges, you know, relatively close to me, three, four hours away, where I could go when they have an event and maybe talk to the people and talk to the reps and whatnot. He was very friendly, very excited. He, he was um, more than receptive to the idea. Uh, in fact, when he found out that I've only been smoking for about a year now, he, he gifted me a Cohiba Silencio. Now, this is an event-only stick. I've never had one. It's currently sitting in my humidor. I will definitely be checking that out at some point. But it was very nice of him to do so. And he, was, and he told me, I said, you don't have to do that. That's not necessary, not at all. He's like, no, no, I want you to have this. It's an event-only stick. You're, you're new to the, to the hobby. Take it. Enjoy it. And so I had just met with uh, Vlad from uh, Castagli Cigars uh, the day before and did the uh, interview for Episode 7. So I ran out. Vlad had gifted me some cigars. So I, I grabbed a, a Castagli cigar and I went in. I was like, you've got to smoke one of these. This is one of my favorite cigars. This brand is phenomenal. He's like, I've never heard of it. So this is the kind of interaction that you want when you visit a B&M. 
and it was absolutely fantastic. There are several Habano cigar lounges, Homer Glen, Tinley Park, and then on North Lea Avenue in Chicago. I'm sure that's probably not how you pronounce it. I slaughter that name. Uh, however, uh, they're currently getting ready to open a new location in Davenport, Iowa, which would then make that the closest cigar lounge to me uh, at about an hour and 20 minutes. So I'm very much looking forward to that. When that opens, the, these are all owned by three brothers. They're all fantastic guys. Go check them out if you have the opportunity. Support these fine brothers of the leaf. The next location that I want to mention, I think I've mentioned it before on uh, this podcast, but I want to mention it again. Casa de Monte Cristo in Countryside, Illinois. These guys have a gigantic selection, a huge walk-in humidor. They also have humidor cabinets that line the store that are kept outside of direct sunlight. And they also have a hard-to-find and an aged area in the back. Now, this staff is fantastic. They are always great. They're very knowledgeable. And they're more than willing to take the time to talk to you. Not just to talk to you about what you're going to buy, but to talk to you about the hobby itself and just kind of BS with you for, for as long as you need. It's fantastic. And even the, the patrons are friendly. I, I, uh, the first time I visited uh, Casi de Monte Cristo in uh, countryside, Illinois, was in September of 2018. Uh, my wife was uh, there in, in, in Chicago for a uh, business meeting. And so one night I decided to check out the cigar lounge. This was the one I found. This is the one that uh, I went to and I was absolutely blown away. If you are from out of town, they will let you down into the VIP lounge area. Now I believe VIP um, access is typically, if you live there in town, I believe it's $250 a month, but that's in product. So that's in you buying $250 with a the product there uh, every month and you get to go down. That's not hard to do in this uh, hobby, for sure. But if you're from out of town, show them your ID, pick up a stick, and go down there. Now, while you're there, I would recommend the B-56 or the B-52, which is uh, a, a exclusive to Casa de Monte Cristo there in Chicago. One of my favorite sticks, so check that out. And tell them Simply Stogie sent you. The last... B&M that I want to mention is Leaf Brothers in West Des Moines. That's in Iowa for all of you not familiar with where West Des Moines is. They have the largest walk-in humidor I think I've ever been in. It is gigantic. They have a huge selection. Just anything that you can think of, they've probably got, including what is typically considered boutique brands. The lounge area is massive, and their staff is absolutely just out of, out of this world friendly. They are very knowledgeable. They're, they're happy to talk with you, uh, and they've always seemed to have something going on, whether it's a crawfish boil or a poker tournament or whatever. Uh, they're currently getting ready to open up a new location in Ankeny, Iowa, which I am very much looking forward to. So if you are in the Des Moines area. Check out Leaf Brothers in West Des Moines. Absolutely fantastic. Huge selection. You will not be disappointed. Now that you know where, let's talk about the what. Let's talk about etiquette. 
what are you supposed to do when you're at a cigar lounge? The first thing I would recommend is that you know the rules. Some cigar lounges won't let you bring in your own cigars. Why? That seems fairly obvious. They need your support. With online retailers being able to offer low prices, B&Ms can compete with their lounges. So they need your support. Make sure that if you're going to a B&M, if they allow you to bring your own cigars in, fantastic. But buy one or two while you're there. Buy a box. Whatever you can afford. Make sure you're supporting your local B&M. And sometimes that means that you don't even have to purchase a cigar. Maybe you become a member of their lounge if they offer that. I know there was one lounge in Des Moines that you could become a member of the lounge. And it was an annual fee of less than $1,000. But in the Midwest, these cold winters and these hot, muggy summers, that's probably not a bad idea. Less than $1,000 for the whole year. You get to go in 24-7 access. You have your own VIP uh, entrance. You have your own locker. It's not a bad deal. So maybe you support your local B&M in that way. Regardless, if you go in and you bring your own sticks, buy a stick. Buy a stogie where you're going to smoke. And if you're unsure, ask. Trust me, they'll tell you whether or not they frown upon it. That kind of varies from location to location. What doesn't vary is bring your own cutter, bring your own lighter. Yes, these B&Ms, these lounges will probably have cutters and lighters that you can use. But we've all seen that guy suck on his cigar, slobber all over that stogie before he cuts it. Guess what? He's probably done that with the lounge equipment as well. So bring your own cutter, bring your own lighter. And if you have to use the B&Ms or if you have to borrow someone else's, make sure you're not slobbering all over your stogie before you use the cutter. If the lounge is a BYOB lounge, bring your own drink, share it with others. Or if they offer complimentary soda or water, you can take that as well. Just make sure that if you do, that you are tipping the person that is giving you the complimentary soda or water. The example I will use is the Casa de Monte Cristo. Their VIP lounge has an attendant. They will come around. They'll ask you if you need anything, water, soda. It's all complimentary. But this person's walking around, and there's a ton of people there typically that need their attention. So if they are there and they offer you and they bring it in a timely fashion, they're also probably cleaning up after you a little bit. Make sure that you tip them. Don't interject into others' conversations unless you are asked. Yes, we're all brothers and sisters of the leaf. Yes, we're all there to enjoy a cigar. Yes, sometimes we want conversation. But unless you're in that conversation, there's nothing worse than butting in where you weren't asked. Especially... If it's a heated conversation, 
which kind of brings me to the next rule that I have. Don't talk politics or religion. Just don't bring up anything that you could fight about. We're all there to relax. Cigar smoking is supposed to be relaxing, right? That's what we do. It's about the ritual. It's about sitting down and enjoying the cigar, tasting it, and really just being with yourself, maybe by yourself. If you're there with friends, don't talk about anything where the conversation could get heated. It's just not worth it. Now, I do know that some B&Ms will put on their TVs the news, whether it's CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or what. It doesn't matter. If you're uncomfortable with that, this goes back to choosing your B&M wisely. If you don't want to go into a cigar lounge where you know the regulars will be talking about politics and you're on the other side of the aisle, maybe choose another cigar lounge instead of going to this cigar lounge and possibly picking a fight. It's just not worth it. We all want to enjoy our cigars. Maybe pick another B&M. The flip side to this coin is don't bother someone who's reading a book or looks as if they are otherwise engaged. Typically, when I smoke a cigar, I want to be by myself. Unless I have specifically invited others to smoke with me, I want to be by myself. I want to be with my thoughts, and I want to just kind of hit the reset button. I'll give you a quick example. This was at Casa de Monte Cristo again in September of last year. Very friendly, brother of the leaf, down in the VIP lounge, Casa de Monte Cristo. He saw me come in. He saw me sit down by myself. He saw me light my cigar. And I was just watching the Bears game. I just wanted to get out of the hotel room. I wanted to, again, just hit the reset button and kind of be with my thoughts. Came over, introduced himself. We chit-chatted for a little bit. Again, I wasn't really looking for a conversation. I wasn't looking for a friend. I just wanted time by myself. But he was a very friendly uh, brother of the leaf. Uh, it was an enjoyable conversation, but I would have rather been by myself. Now, that said, this brother of the leaf had just bought a box of Ashton um, VSGs and gave me one, gifted me one right then and there. He was like, hey, I just bought a box of these. Here you go. Enjoy. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I don't have anything for you because I wasn't, I didn't know I was meeting anybody. I didn't know that that's, that that was going to happen. He said not to worry about it. You know, this is just kind of what they do. And that is the community is fantastic for that. The cigar community at large is fantastic for that. We're always giving, we're always wanting to uh, share what we like with others. And that's fantastic. But if you see someone sitting there by themselves on their phone, on a laptop, watching TV, maybe just leave them alone. Another rule that I have is to share, whether it's your booze, your cutter, your lighter, or even cigars, share. Just like that brother of the leaf did for me at Casa de Monte Cristo. Now, I'm going to tell you some of the faux pas that I have done uh, when, 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 when it comes to some of these things. And the first one is I didn't share. So I met uh, a couple of guys from what is now simply stogies.club at a B&M 
in Minnesota. And this would have been maybe October of last year. And I, I, I went in. I didn't bring any cigars with me because I knew I was going to go to a and I'll just buy cigars. Now, I've only been smoking for four or five months at this point, maybe less. And I, I figured, you know, I'll just buy the cigars while I'm there. It's not a big deal. I don't really have that big of a selection anyway. And most of what I have are yard guards at that point. And I knew that this is, you know, I knew that what I was smoking at the time wasn't what everybody else was smoking. I was still learning. I was still developing my palate. So I went in to this B&M and I don't remember the name of it. And I met Gnome and Thrill, two great brothers of the leaf. They came in, sat down. We had a fantastic time, but they were gifting me cigars left and right. Cigars that I, I, I never heard of or that I, I hadn't tried yet. And I'm like, I don't have anything for either one of you. And so I actually, I, I ended up, I think I bought Noma because I, I felt so bad. Thrill had left at this point. Uh, so I bought uh, Gnome, uh, a, a Davidoff. I don't even remember what Davidoff. I just remember it was a Davidoff because I picked one up for myself as well. But I felt bad um, that these guys had gifted me these cigars. And then as we're walking out, Gnome's like, here, this is my one of my favorite Cubans. Take this. I'm like, seriously? Like, I, <laughs> I've got nothing. So make sure that if you're meeting people uh, specifically to smoke cigars, if you're going to a herf, make sure you've got extra cigars to give out to find out who, who wants to try something. Uh, things that you like that you want others to try, make sure that you have that uh, because if you don't, you're going to kind of feel left out. And they were very gracious about it. They were very understanding. I had no idea that that's how it worked at the time. That's how it works. Uh, another rule that I have, another piece of etiquette that I want to pass on to you, the listener, don't judge. Someone likes smoking that Gurkha, let them smoke that Gurkha. You can joke around and you can kid, but don't judge. Someone likes smoking something. Let them smoke. There was a great discussion on simplystogies.club about how most of the cigars today, if a cigar is on the market, someone's smoking it. And not only are they smoking it, but it's probably pretty well rolled and it's probably not that bad. Might not be your taste, but it's certainly somebody's taste. So don't judge what others are smoking. The flip side to that is don't show off. If you're smoking a Cohiba, if you're smoking whatever, it doesn't matter. Don't show off. Nobody cares what you've got in your humidor. Nobody cares, uh, you know, what you're, what you're smoking. And certainly don't be that guy who leaves the band for everybody else to pick up and be like, oh, he's smoking this, this Cohiba. Like, nobody cares. Don't be that guy. Also, don't lick the cigars. Like, I know I talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, especially if you're using somebody else's cutter. But if you're in the B&M, if you're in the lounge, if you're looking in their humidor, don't pick it up and sniff it and lick it. And don't. Just don't. That's, that's nasty. So don't do that. And here's the last thing <laughs> that I will leave you with. And I, I will... I will again give you an anecdote, a personal anecdote where I have done this faux pas. Don't stamp out your cigar. Don't crush it in the ashtray. That's not how you do it. Now, 
I had read this before I had gone to my first lounge. So I was not ignorant of this fact. You want to let your cigar die with dignity. But again, sitting in that lounge in Minnesota with Gnome and Thrill, I couldn't help myself. As a newer cigar smoker, a former cigarette smoker, uh, I had just grown tired of the cigar. I had smoked it until I was done with it. I had sat it down and I was going to let it die. But habit took over. I don't know why I did this, but I started to stamp it out to crush it in the in the ashtray next to me. And you should have seen the look on Gnome and Thrill's face. They did not say anything to me, but as soon as I looked up and saw the look that they had, like, what is this guy doing? I immediately remembered, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to do this. So I looked like an ass. Don't you look like an ass. Make sure that you let your cigar die with dignity. When you're done with it, let it sit there until it is out. And that is all of the etiquette that I have for when you visit a cigar lounge. Again, I am not getting paid for endorsing or sending you to any of these cigar lounges. Go, don't go. I don't care. But these are some of the cigar lounges that I had such a fantastic experience at that I felt it was necessary to tell you, the listener, that if you're in the Chicagoland area, visit those uh, those B&Ms. And if you're in the Des Moines area, make sure you check out that B&M. Next time, I hope you'll join me. Uh, we'll have a cigar review and you'll never know what we're talking about. But I promise we'll only be talking about Simply Stogies. Until then, stay smoky, my friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. <laughs>